God bless you. This is Pastor R.R. Jordan. Thank you for tuning into the Advancing Church Podcast. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I pray that today's message will ignite your faith to propel you forward to the next level in your walk with Christ. Now let's get into today's message. Let's go to the word of God. Hallelujah. God is so good. I want you to go to 1 Samuel 17 and 37. 17 and 37. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. I want to talk to you just really quickly, no more than 15 minutes. My confidence in God defeated my enemy. My confidence in God defeated my enemy. If this is true, so is the opposite. A lack of confidence in God will kill your victory. And so the Lord began to speak to me, you can be seated, about David's faith in God before he stepped in the ring with Goliath. He said, David knew beforehand that he was going to come out victorious. It wasn't about the gathering of the stones. Obviously, it wasn't about Saul's armor. It wasn't about who David knew as it pertains to people. David had experience with God he had experience with God and you know some of us we end up um, trying to circumvent the process and as a result we don't get the experiences that God really wants us to have when you think about David's life often we talk about his victory against Goliath but we don't really talk about his, his victory at home. See, David won at home first. His, his father could not kill his faith. His brothers looking down on him could not kill his faith. And, and if we were really to pay attention as we review David's story, we could surmise that it wasn't even his father who actually put him on the backside of the mountain. We could, we could deduce that it was really God who was at work in his life. See, when we think about David, we think about the fact that David was uh, serving his father and he was taking care of the sheep. And, and it seems like uh, his father rejected him. And, and that's one perspective. 
But another perspective is this, that God was using his father to put David where he really needed to be. Is it possible that David didn't need to be in the house? Is it possible that David was using his, his skills and his abilities in the very place that God wanted him to be? And see, this is why we got to be careful uh, that we don't get mad at people because sometimes uh, we're mad at the person, but God put them up to it. I want you to hear it. I want you to hear it. We're, we're, we're mad at the person. We're, we're looking at them and saying, why you do me like that? And why, why are you so hard on me? And we don't really understand that God is trying to get something out of you that you don't even know is there. Oh, yes, he is. Uh, what, if what if David, what if David knew that God was trying to pull something out of him? What, what if David started to think about God and say, God, you're the reason why I'm here. You're the reason why I'm tending to these sheep. It, it was because God was setting David up for an opportunity. I'm looking at this from a review perspective. I'm, I'm glancing back over his life and I'm saying, God, there was something that, that you were doing because if David were never out there alone, he would have never got the testimony that it was you that caused him to win over the lion and the bear. See, we don't even get to this story if his brothers are out there with him. The fact that he is left alone speaks to the power of God at work in his life. And some of us are fighting God and we think we're fighting people. We're, we're mad. See, this is why it's so important that you forgive people because they ain't even the reason why you're in the position that you're in right now. Some of us are in the position that we're in right now is because God is pulling the queen out of you. Oh, yeah. He's pulling the king out of you. And he's saying, I'm putting you in a position that's going to demand greater from you. I thought about this because I was sitting at home and I was like, God, you know, it's interesting that uh, David uh, has this perspective about responsibility. I want you to hear this. David has an interesting perspective about responsibility. A bear comes, a lion comes to take the sheep. Now, if it were some of us, we would have said bye to the sheep. See you later, sheep, if I see you again, or you know how we do, may you rest in peace. <laughs> But David has a sense of responsibility for the sheep. He could have had this perspective. I'm not chasing those sheep because they belong to my father and my father don't like me anyway. So why am I going to get his sheep for help? And God says, no, David, I want you to understand something. The reason why the bear came and got the sheep in the first place is because I sent him. God is saying, I sent the lion 
and I sent the bear because I know what I put on the inside of you is greater than lions and bears. Oh my God, I want you to hear this. He said, don't, don't be mad. Just chase down that devil and take the sheep back. I positioned you where I can get the best out of you and I sent an enemy against you so I can pull royalty out of you. See, that's why I sent that enemy. I didn't, I didn't sit, I wasn't setting you up for failure, David. So please do not sit idly by and let the lion run off with the sheep. Go chase that lion down. I'm creating an environment for you. So that your confidence in me can be built up. David is on the practice field on the other side of the mountain. It is his practice field. This is a controlled environment. God not letting nothing in that can harm him. God is still protecting him and covering him. It's a controlled, somebody shout controlled environment. God is setting David up. He's saying, I need you uh, to be confident in me. So when we get to our text, David says, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion. He's speaking about God like God is a person. He's saying, God, the Lord, delivered me. Who are we talking about? We're talking about the creator of heaven and earth is working with a man. I want you to see this clearly. We're talking about the one who spoke in Genesis and defeated darkness with a word, let there be light. David is saying, he is working with me. I'm in partnership with God and the same God that delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from from who? The hand of this Philistine. If he rejects his responsibility, he does not have this story to tell to Saul. The only reason why he has the story is because he chased down the lion and the bear. But what if he had no confidence in God to do that? If he had no confidence in God to do that, God would have never given him the opportunity with Goliath. I'm telling you right now that God is setting some of us up in this room right now and he's saying, I know a lion came. Oh my God, I hope you hear this. I know a lion came. 
And when the lion came, it looked like he suffered loss, but he really didn't. God saying to him, I'm going to let the lion borrow the sheep for a moment. But if your confidence in me would rise, you would run. Oh my God. Somebody's getting ready to run in this room right now. You're getting ready to run and chase down everything that tried to steal something from you. I'm telling you, you're about to run it down and take it back. It was David's confidence in God that defeated Goliath before he even picked up the stones. See, those stones mean nothing if they are not launched from faith. They just rocks in a person's hand. But the fact that David is confident in God his enemy is defeated before he even runs at him. Listen, Goliath is just waiting on a stone. That's all he's doing. He's just waiting on a stone. That's all he's doing. He, he, he is not going to win the fight because David is already convinced that his God is victorious and there's nothing that the enemy can do to stop him. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you got a victory that's waiting on you right now. You got a victory that's waiting on you right now because you're confident in God. Somebody shout after further review. After further, further review, we have to understand that you don't go into a game thinking you're going to lose. You don't ever, that's not the mental perspective for you to have. You got to go in a game expecting to win, uh, trusting and believing uh, that you have everything that you need to win in the end. Somebody shout, I got everything that I need to win in the end. Uh, I got the name of the Lord uh, that is mighty. Uh, I got the Lord who's mighty in battle. Uh, I got the Lord who's a high tower. Uh, I got the Lord that's a shield for me uh, and the lifter of my head. Uh, I am confident in God. Oh my God, if we could just get you, if you can just get to the place where you're more confident in God, where you're walking into battle, saying this devil is already defeated, uh, this devil is already under my feet, uh, I'm about to win this thing, uh, I got these rocks, but these rocks is not really my weapon. How many of you know that the rocks is not really your weapon? It's not your weapon. It's not your weapon for real. It's your faith. 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 It's your shield of faith that you are carrying that is your real weapon. I promise to you, if you can believe, if you can believe, if you can believe, if you can believe, I want to share this with you just really quickly because some of you are trying to figure out, well, how do I build my confidence in God? How do I do that? Uh, the first thing that you got to be able to do is you got to turn from sin. You got to turn from sin. You, you, you can't keep sinning and think that you can build confidence in God. You cannot commit to sin and build confidence in God at the same time. 
So you're going to have to turn from sin because sin will stop you from being intimate with God, which begins to equate to you having an experience with God. So if you can get some intimacy with God, you can build confidence in God because God will begin to tell you what he's able to do in your life. When the devil comes in like a flood, God will begin to speak to you and tell you He'll begin to tell you, if I be for you, I am more than the world against you. Somebody ought to give God some praise right now. You ought to give God the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I'm building your confidence in me. You can stand to your feet. I'm closing right now. I'm building your confidence in me. That's why I allow you to encounter the lion and the bear. I am building your confidence in me. And I ain't going to be mad at people either. Because God talks you into put me on the backside of the mountain. Ah, he... He, he taught you into being hard on me. He, he talked you into that because, because the reason why he allowed you to be hard on me because, is because there was something in me that had to be pushed out. And I didn't need nobody soft around me because soft people can't push hard enough to get greatness out. Oh my God, I want you to hear this. Hallelujah. The problem is, can I tell you what the problem is as I'm closing? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Don't, don't think that you're about to get anything from God being double-minded. You're unstable. You're a believer one day and you're sinning and looking like the world the next day. And God is saying, you unstable. You like a chair that only got three legs on it. Can't nobody even rest on you because if they rest on you, you and them are going down. But if I can get you stable, if I can get you... Oh my God. Hallelujah. Oh my God. I want you to hear this. Give me that chair right there. Give me that chair right there. Hallelujah. The Lord is saying that I made you to handle some weight. I created you to handle some weight. He said, but you are unstable. You only got three legs right now. He said, when you are unstable, I can't even give you the assignment that I created you for. Oh my God. This chair was created the whole way, but if it's missing a leg, we can't give it an assignment. An assignment is to hold a person. And God is saying, I'm waiting on you. Will you get stable? Will you get rooted? Will you get grounded? Will you develop some real faith in me? The Lord delivered me. The Lord delivered me. I'm working with God. I'm in partnership with God. The same God that delivered me will do it again. And when I review it, I start to thank God for a daddy 
that didn't let me chill at home with my brothers. Oh, when I put that crown on, thank you God for my daddy who did not let me stay at home. While my brothers was barbecuing, I was on the back side of the mountain taking care of sheep and they was laughing at me. But guess who got the laugh last? Oh my God. Just call me king. Just call me king. Just call me king. Just call me king. Oh my God. Some of us, we cry for the wrong reasons. David's brothers should have been crying, not David. They should have been crying at home because they had a daddy that wouldn't put no pressure on them. That should have made them cry that they had a daddy that would not challenge them. Instead, they celebrated. They celebrating. We know they celebrating because they treated David so badly. Even when he went to the front line to bring them lunch, they treated him badly. They treated him like he was a servant. They laughed at him. They, they, they made fun of him. And they didn't understand that God was putting pressure on the king. Because he was getting ready to get his crown. There's somebody in here. You get ready to get crowned. Raise your hands to the, to the heavens. Father, I thank you right now, God, that we are turning from our own way. We're turning from sin, God. We want you to consecrate us. We give our lives over to you fully. Have your way. Even as you had your way in this worship service, oh God, uh, we're tired of services, oh God, that have been choreographed. Uh, we want an unchoreographed service. Uh, we want you to move radically in your house. Uh, have your way. Uh, save, heal, and deliver in this place, oh God. Uh, we bless you in advance. Uh, we praise you in advance we give you glory God for what you are doing in our lives right now you are awesome 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 God My confidence. I pray that today's message bless your life. If you're in the St. Louis, Missouri area, you are invited to join us on Sunday for our worship service at the Advancing Church located at 4152 Washington Boulevard. Our service promptly starts at 11 a.m. We also have a Bible study every Thursday at 7.20 p.m. Visit our church website at theadvancingchurch.org to get more information about what our church is doing for our community, our co-read initiative, entrepreneurial playbook form, and much more. This is Pastor Jordan. Have a blessed week.